Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Blogcast Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIM Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and please join the Facebook group, join the conversation at uh, Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions about anything that we discussed, feel free to email me at financialemancipation at gmail.com. Happy Monday and welcome to another week of discussing your financial freedom. I'm happy to have you back. This is episode 26. Wow, I can't believe it's been 26 episodes already. So I'm really happy. And again, if, if you haven't had a chance to catch up on all the old episodes, they're all on SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud and follow me at Financial Emancipator, you can go back to episode one and kind of see how we've gotten here to this journey of episode 26. So today in this whole week, um, in honor of what is commercially known as Valentine's Day, <laughs> the week of love is like what I'd like to call it, I'm going to be discussing a kind of sensitive topic, which is love and money. Uh, love and money, huh? love and marriage. It's a very interesting uh, combination. It doesn't always have to be with marriage, but love and money together. Uh, love and money in relationships and love relationships is even more complex and complicated than love and money in fam- family and friend relationships. So love plus money tends to complicate love and complicate money. And so it's a really good topic to discuss Um there are some technical things about love and money. And then there's just, you know, the kind of emotional things. Like I mentioned um, constantly is that your finances are not always tied directly to the math, directly to the one plus one. A lot of emotions go into finances. And so when you talk about love and money, you're talking about a lot of emotions being thrown into something that's very, you know, one plus one. So it can get very interesting very quickly. So one of the things that to begin the conversation on love and money, and we're going to discuss different topics throughout the week specific to it, is just I want to start with the general aspect of love and relationships and how it relates to money. So in the beginning of a relationship, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of getting to know one another. And often there's a lot of putting your best foot forward. You go out on dates, you court a person, you guys are getting to know each other. You don't really kind of pull out your skeletons and just dump them on the table on the first date. Well, at least some people do, but most people don't. And because of that, you know, a person is kind of on their best behavior. And so what you'll see during a dating process is often the very, very best that a person has to offer from their finances. So if you see something that you think is a red flag early on in a dating process, just keep in mind that that is the best version of what the person can do when it comes to money. So if you go on a date with a person and you go to a uh, a restaurant and the, you know the person offers to pay and, and you know it's a date and the person says they'll pay and you go to a restaurant where the dinner seems to be relatively moderately priced you know you know nice restaurant um they go to put their card down to pay and the card is declined and then they pull out another card and the second card is declined and finally they pull out cash and a combination of the card and get the card approved if that happens early on in a relationship Understand that that is a signal of something going on with a person's finances, but it may not be very easy to discuss or talk about that with someone who you're still getting to know, particularly when it gets into the issue of you, you know, you like the person, you want them to like you, you know, you, you become very forgiving of people's flaws because at that time you have some flaws too that you may not want that person to see. 
And so sometimes you can look through those, look past those kind of things and think it could just be a bad day, a bad week, et cetera. Um, and then you can fast forward into being in a relationship with that person and find that their money management skills look a lot like that first date, you know? Um, there's an instances where people just, as they're getting to know each other, do they even talk about money as far as what does money mean to them? How, first of all, go back a step. How much money do you earn? You know, when is the appropriate time to have that conversation? Because as you're getting to know each other, you're, you're doing things again, people don't like to talk about money, but you're doing things for which money and your life are intersecting all the time. So it's just, if someone asks you, you know, on a date and as a woman, if a man says to me, you know, I'd like to take you out where would you like to go? You know, I have several kind of restaurants I can eat at. You know, I love, I know people think it's funny. I love the Olive Garden. I know it's not high end, but I enjoy the Olive Garden, right? The Olive Garden is a nice, moderately priced family restaurant. I also love, you know, I I love to go to, um, I guess if we stick with Italian food, I can enjoy, you know, Carmine's. I can enjoy a very high end you know, Italian restaurant, you know, like, oh, I have all of those ranges for which if you ask me, where do I want to go? You know, if I, if I want Mexican, I can go to like a, a spot around the corner. I can go to Dos Caminos. I can go like, I can, there's ranges, right? But I have to know what your range is. But if we're not talking about money, I could easily insult you and say, you know, I want to go to, to um, Olive Garden. And the person could be insulted and say, well, I can afford, you know, something much more high end. Or, or you could you could do it on the flip side. You could say, you know, where do you want to go? And I could be craving Chinese and say, you know, I want to go to Mr. Chow's. And the person could look at me like I was out of my mind, like I had three heads, you know, because it could be outside of their range. So it's like a lot of those things happen very early for which a conversation should happen. But because people are still getting to know each other, the conversation doesn't happen. And so it's really, it can become a challenge and it really can be something that people really walk into a relationship. They base it strictly on emotions and by the time they're already intertwined in that relationship and in love, then the worst of the money habits come out. And oftentimes it happens because we're not paying attention. So there are a couple of red flags that you should look for. Um, and they're not red flags don't mean that you particularly in this issue. Red flags don't mean that you need to not pursue a person or not date them. I think you have to go into a relationship with open eyes as far as money, because some people manage money better than other people. Some people need the support of another person to manage their money better. Some people are just terribly terrible at managing their money, and it's just that's just it. Period on the end of the sentence. So there's a very there's a few variations of that, and I think you need to know that before you go forward into a relationship and commit. Because by the time you're in love and committed in a relationship, to find out that a person has really poor money management skills, to find out that a person is heavily in debt, to find out that a person will in an attempt to impress you, put themselves into a financial hole to find out that a person is pretending in front of you or doing what we call financial dishonesty in front of you in order to impress you. In reality, you know, six months into the relationship, they'll need to come live with you because they've made some big mistakes with their own personal finances. And now they're either, you know, needing to be removed from their home or they're being evicted or something else comes up. You want to know that kind of stuff and you want to know it before you're in love. Because the opportunity to make a decision about who you are in a relationship with has has a lot, should have a lot to do with with finances. And you know, I'm not saying you should interview a person like you know, which what's your credit score? You know, on the first date, what's your credit score? How much do you make? And I've heard financial professionals say that you know you should really ask those questions early on. I don't agree with that because I just think some of it is a little crass. But I do think that you can have a discussion as you're getting to know each other. The same way you say, oh, let me talk to me about your family. Talk to me about your mom, your relationship with your dad. Talk to me about all that stuff. You should want to talk about finances. 
And and again, it doesn't have to be an interview. You're not the tax person, um, but it can just be a conversation, you know, um, with, with with some questions. How do you how do, how do you um, where do you bank? You can start with like, oh, where do you bank? I bank at you know X Y Z Bank. Where do you bank? Oh, do you have a checking and a savings there? Or do you just do checking? Like little subtle conversations that will will let you know, you know where where that is. And also to speak your financial truth. Whether if you're a person who it matters when you you know if, if your bills are paid on time, that really is something you hold close to you. You should express that because you and a person may have a, a compatibility issue if that kind of thing is important to you. And that person is saying, yeah, I pay bills when I feel like it, or I you know whatever. Or if you're a person who doesn't like squandering, or you're you're very clear that you know money being wasted really bothers you and then you get with somebody who throws it up like rice like they don't care they toss it up they're like you know what i'll get more money later fine with me that can be problematic in a relationship and understand that short term these things seem like not a big deal but in long-term relationships i'd like to note that the number one reason for marriage for marriages ending in divorce is not infidelity as much as many people think it's money it's finances because there's a lot of dishonesty and a lot of inco- incompatibility that goes into finances and relationships that people bury and bury and bury more so than compatibility on the level of other things that people deem important. They bury this. And then they find when the relationship, when things get serious, when you're married, when money starts, that people have total different money attitudes towards money. And sometimes they're so competing that the relationship can't sustain it. And so you have to think about money when it comes to love. And you should always think about money and finances as part of the love story in the sense of you guys need to be on the same financial page as far as how you view finances, what's important, how you manage it, and how you go from there in a, in a loving relationship, how you two do that together. So to wrap up, love and money are very connected. And we cannot just have conversations about love in a vacuum. You have to bring in the financial aspects, particularly when you're talking about long-term, serious relationships. So this is going to be a week of love and money. So we'll have different discussions. We're going to talk about marriage and money. We're going to talk about divorce and money, unfortunately. We're going to discuss um, committing, getting into a committed relationship and when you start committing money before you become committed. Um, we'll talk about financial infidelity and um, I have some really good, interesting ways in which people can be financially dishonest in relationships and how that turns out and how that impacts it. So if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Head on over to Facebook and follow me at uh, Financial Emancipation. Join um, Financial Emancipation group. It's really good. We're having great discussions there. And if you have any questions for me, send an email, financialemancipation at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you a week of love, and I can't wait to come back to you tomorrow to discuss some more um, topics related to love and money. Have a great day.